This is episode 17 of the Wash Talk podcast with Patrick Moriarty and Hust Hermann Nancy of IRC. Welcome to the Wash Talk podcast series from IRC. My name is Andy Narricott and this is the podcast where we open up the discussion on what the wash sector needs to do to achieve the sustainable development goals. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get started. Other sectors like health and education have adopted a whole systems approach, whereby achieving progress involves a mix of players and processes that work together in a synchronized way. So take the health sector of any country, for example. It would be general knowledge that the health system includes doctors, hospitals, adequate training, necessary financing and the supply and distribution of medicines and equipment for it to really function properly. Now compare this to the wash sector in the same country and they seem to be stuck in the building infrastructure mindset without adequate attention to the staff to plan, manage and monitor these services without the sufficient training or financing and the supply and distribution of spare parts needed for this whole system and service to function. Meeting the Sustainable Development Goals urgently requires everyone to look through a systems lens. So how can this urgency be spread across the wash sector at all levels of government, civil society and the private sector? Our guests are here to explore this topic with us. But before we dive in, make sure you head over to ircwash.org forward slash washtalk for links to other resources and check out other episodes. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy the interview. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Patrick Moriarty and Just Herman Nancy about wash systems and particularly how and why the wash sector is way behind other sectors in their approach to systems. So Just is country director for IRC in Burkina Faso. He has over 10 years professional experience in rural development in West Africa, mostly in wash. So in good hands. And Patrick Moriarty, as I'm sure you all know, is the CEO of IRC and has over 20 years in this sector, of which 18 with IRC uh, as country director in Ghana as well. So some very strong West African vibes I'm getting on the show today. So welcome, Patrick. Great. Thanks very much, Andy. Nice to be on again. And welcome, Juiced. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, great to, to be part of this, Andy. Thank you. Well, thank you both uh, for your time. Um, Let's launch straight into it. And I think Patrick would be really helpful as we begin uh, for you to give us a quick recap for new listeners or new to the wash sector or new to IRC's um, work is what we mean when we talk of a systems based approach with respect to wash improvements. Sure. And I think the place to start on that is with what do we mean by a wash system? And I'm sure lots of people might think of a hand pump or a tap or possibly a toilet and that is part of a a wash system but it's arguably only a small part that's the infrastructure when we talk about the whole wash system we talk about the people the management the money the institutions the rules and practices that are all required to make that hardware that infrastructure work to deliver a service so we talk where a wash systems approach means focusing on the service, how much water, what quality, how effectively is the fecal matter dealt with. And it means looking at 
all the different aspects of the systems that are required to make that service work indefinitely. Absolutely. So that's everything that makes up a system, um, which seems so obvious to those in the, in the wash sector. But um, what we're going to talk about today is about why we don't think it's uh, happening, uh, whereas other other sectors it is. Now, Juiced, you've seen this in Burkina Faso, so I'd love to get your experience here, that, your, that systems thinking is how other sectors operate when they're business as usual. So can you share some of your observations on this? Yeah, yeah thank you, Andy. I mean, um, uh, two weeks ago, the, the prime minister gave a speech at the parliament about the situation of the country, and then he shared uh, an overall ass- assessment or, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's about uh, how each sector is uh, performing. And that, yeah, re- that really was, uh, well, it was a good example or a good uh, case showing how differently people see things around a sector like health and education uh, and how they talk about uh, the, the worst sector. When he was giving uh, the, the update about how the country is performing about WASH, he talked a lot about uh, the number of hand pumps that they built, the number of uh, network where they, they installed. Um, it was basically uh, and only around uh, how many facilities they, uh, be, they've been developing over the past year. But in the same speech, when he was he, he were talking about the health, uh, what have been uh, improved in terms of health and the progress the country made around health, he talked about uh, many experts, uh, aspects showing, uh, yeah, that are really related to, to, to system like the number of doctors that has been recruited. Yeah, for sure, he's talked about the number of hospital bills, but also the, the, the amount they invested to improve uh, how uh, medicine could be uh, reaching more places and remote places in the country. Uh, he's talked about the vaccines and the, the way they're trying to deal with them. He talked about how to get uh, access to basic medicine to everyone and you see is they, they covered various angles of the things uh, showing the level of uh, understanding about systems and uh, additionally uh, I, I also remember this from his speech uh, he, he he mentioned explicitly that okay they made a lot of effort to improve health systems and he really uh, stated this way as well as education systems but when it's all about wash, they only relate to facilities. So it shows the way people are, uh, yeah, let's use this expression, system blind, when they think about water and sanitation. Yeah, and I think this is not unique to Bikino, is it? I mean, Patrick, probably you've seen this elsewhere, that this, uh, this systems blind with the wash sector, is we, we're cursed with this in the wash sector. I mean, do, do you know why... Why that is? Why is it? Why do the education and uh, health sectors enjoy so much more uh, fluency in systems thinking? I think it's a great question. I think we could probably spend the whole afternoon discussing it, uh, which we won't. So I think a, a couple of things worth saying. Firstly, I don't think it's the whole of wash. I think it's particularly rural wash. I think it's quite different in urban areas and in utilities. I th- secondly, I think it has to do with yeah, what in slightly nerdy language you could call the political economy of, of aid and development. Uh, more practically speaking, it's, I think it's about the fact that health and education have traditionally 
uh, all over the world being seen really as large, integrated, typically uh, sectors, typically under one ministry, whereas WASH has often been the responsibility of, uh, of municipal councils or of cities. It's delegated. It's only, seldom had a single ministry dealing with it. And that leads to a lot of fragmentation, which when you add it to the way that uh, the the rural sector in particular has been financed over the years, uh, where with weak government institutions and often lack of clarity on mandate, uh, well-meaning external interventions, uh, NGOs and donors coming in, often with rather demanding people who fund them being rather demanding, wanting quick answers. It's an awful lot easier to say we've provided a borehole to this village and it's your £20 that you donated has given water to the village than to explain that you've spent a lot of time trying to strengthen a wash system. You've mentioned those two points, this rural specific, not so much urban. Um, and then in the health and education, is it, it's fragmented across the wash sector so that, you have, that all this political economy comes into play. Now, picking up on the first point, Absolutely. Urban, we get utilities and utilities, it's about, I think, as a system, it's well understood. But why is that so difficult to translate to rural? I mean, do we need something like a, a rural utility? I think in the end, yes, we do. If you look in uh, developed countries, richer countries, typically services, wash services, even in rural areas, are now provided by utilities. Not across the board. There's still aspects where people provide it for themselves. They have septic tanks in their houses and things like that. But by and large, there's been a process of consolidation, often growing up from municipal systems. So probably the first step towards utilization if you to coin a word, is that you see municipalities taking on the provision of water and sanitation services. And then over time, certainly in a lot of Europe, we've seen this, the, uh, it becomes more efficient to provide that through rural utilities. I think, you know, quite interestingly, Uganda has recently uh, created essentially uh, a series of rural water utilities. They've uh, taken what used to be... They called umbrellas, which basically uh, organizations that were supposed to provide technical support to uh, decentralized, commun often communally managed systems. And they've just decided to turn that into a utility model and to take on the ownership and management of quite a lot of our small town water supply systems. Brilliant. More of this utility. utility this, we've got to coin that word, but there's difficulty uh, saying it. I think. Um, but um, the, the challenge is, is to, is to build that systems thinking vocabulary into, you know, many of the governments that we're seeing. I mean, uh, just you've you uh, shared with me earlier some ex some experience you've had trying to get this uh, systems thinking approach adopted at municipality or level um, and you were met with extreme resistance. I mean, can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah, everyone, yeah, probably yeah, everyone really uh, accepted and really adopted SDGs uh, and said, okay, we are all uh, happy to go and uh, to reach uh, universal access. But when it's all about how do we get there and uh, we start 
uh, unpacking uh, the, the process and we start talking about uh, we need to build system, then we feel that people are really uh, yeah, resisting, like they prefer keep doing business as usual. Uh, and I think this is something uh, we need to, to properly address because uh, from our understanding, if we do not succeed in uh, putting in place the foundation of systems, uh, uh, there are in the first five years of implementing SDGs, then we are probably uh, not sure that we could meet or we could properly uh, achieve SDGs. So it's it's a challenge that we have to to address now. And uh, I could give the example of um, uh, the, the the one of the the, the key experts in the sector uh, we were discussing with and uh, sharing about planning, doing a plan at uh, district level for uh, building and strengthening systems. And he just he just said, yeah, that's that's really good. It's it's really interesting, but. Uh, we think that you can keep doing this uh, for the places you work in, but at global level, we still think that we need to keep doing uh, plan only for uh, infrastructure. So these are the kind of challenges we're currently facing. And but from my uh, from my assessment and experience, I think it's also about uh, having the right expertise at the right place for making the decision about system building. I mean, the sector has been so far only led by people who only do infrastructure. So now that we're talking about something different, they're a bit lost about, okay, how can we do this? And uh, it's, not, it's not realistic to expect that everybody could be doing everything. So the sector also needs to open up and include expertise that are needed for system strengthening and system building. Yeah. I mean, Patrick, what's your experience on trying to get that expertise built uh, to try and you know, incentivize, motivate, cajole governments into take, adopting more of a systems-based approach? I think all those words you used are part of that experience. You know, we used was using the term system blindness. And I think a lot of what IRC has been trying to do over the last few years, not just IRC, there's a number of fellow travelers in this space, is to remove that system blindness. It's to get folks who are working in wash space to understand that, while being specialized is completely acceptable. In fact, it's it's essential. It's great if you want to be a small water enterprise or you want to start up a business doing fecal sludge removal, that's absolutely fine. But understand that your success is going to be governed by understanding your place in the system and understanding whether other aspects of the system are working well. So the first step, and, and really the heart of a lot of the work we've done, I would say particularly over the last five to 10 years, has been about removing that system's blindness. It's a, just about getting the concept of sustainable service delivery and the fact that you need strong wash systems onto the table. And then the second, yeah, how do you get governments to buy into that? Frankly, how do you get donors to buy into that? How do you get uh, multi and bilateral uh, development agencies to buy into that? How do you get uh, folks who often at the level of program officers or specialists are 100% on board to go and, and uh, take up the fight, if you like, within their ministry or within their agency or within their bank against people who would rather not hear? Because at the end of the day, the message that you have to invest as much money in building up the systems, in creating monitoring networks or creating, doing capacity building, 
as you do in the uh, paying for infrastructure isn't a message that people want to hear that much in our space, even though they're used to hearing that in health and education. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you mentioned that some of the uh, donors and the multilaterals as well. I mean, seeing a lot of that um, leadership being led by uh, sanitation and water for all, um, who are bringing on collaborative behaviours, uh, which is very akin to system thinking. Is that right? Uh, my feeling, and you, look, IRC has been a, is a is a member of and from the earliest days of sanitation water for all. I think that systems thinking pervades. Uh, sanitation and water for all. There's the so-called collaborative behaviours, which is all about essentially people, uh, other development actors coming in behind government. And then there's what's called the building blocks, which are essentially uh, a series of simple tools for thinking about wash systems. And again, that start with the ability of government to give strong leadership to the sector as a whole. So yes, I think SWA is very much aligned with systems thinking and is trying to drive it forward through the sector. Brilliant. Well, I, I think we'll leave it there, but that's fantastic. Um, any parting words from um, from either of you on, uh, you know, the uh, practitioners who are listening on how to get those government counterparts to thinking more along the lines of systems? Yeah, I think uh, that, that that's that's the, the challenge. we. We, we, we're trying to, to address now and uh, uh, I think sure comparing or showing examples and uh, the difference it making from other sector could help a lot uh, getting this buy-in and uh, because yeah one way or another we can see how close these sectors are I mean like they are all providing social services or public services and uh, are targeting population so we should really be thinking about how to build this up and uh, so that's that's one thing. I think also this kind of uh, uh, podcast and sharing and discussing, opening the discussion and creating opportunities so that people understand what it's all about and how this is critical for achieving SDGs would help a lot getting uh, yeah this full support and uh, essentially providing the means so that this happen. And Patrick, I think keep it short. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Be honest with government. Be clear with yourself about what your place is in the system and what your ask is of other elements of the system. Don't pretend that you can do it all yourself. That if There's one thing that I think undermines the work of many great actors in this space. It's that they, uh, for reasons of expediency, getting funding, whatever it is, say, we've got it handled finance us for the next couple of years and we'll scale, you won't because you will be shut down by your by failures of other parts of the system. Exactly. Need to integrate with the whole and uh, see everyone's place within the system and um, we'll get there in the end. So thanks very much, both of you. Thanks, Just, for coming on from Bikini Faso to give us your experience. And Patrick, as always, thanks very much for your input. That was Patrick and Just of IRC. Thank you both for speaking to us on the Wash Talk podcast and to everyone for listening in. If you liked it, please make sure you share it. The web address is ircwash.org forward slash wash talk. And make sure you add your point of view on social media by using the hashtag wash talk. 
we really need to spread the word and get systems into business as usual. Thank you for listening. See you next time.